Friends, as we continue this theme of introducing you to some other shows, last episode on the Sight Shift podcast, I introduced you to a show that I co-host. I want to do the same again. Here we are, the Sight Shift podcast, but I want to introduce you to another show I co-host with Jimmy also and Brett, who you may know from Champion Shift co-author with me on most of the books. And so what we're doing in this show, we call it Breaking Brains, Building Hearts. This is how we get together before we meet for the week and we share where we're at, what we're learning. It's a way that we break our brains and build our hearts. We want to grow. We want to stretch. We're at the edge of our learnings, but we're also leaning on hard lessons learned. So there's not really a specific teaching focus to this or content specific. It's more just a conversation uh, that we're helping each other with that you can listen in on. We are currently in a series where we're walking through the seven mindsets from Catching Confetti, uh, the book that Brett released last year, uh, focusing sight shift into the athletic world. So we're talking through these mindsets. Now, if you would like a video version of these, you can go to the YouTube channel and it's one of the playlists there. Uh, You can also find Breaking Brains, Building Hearts, under or on any of your favorite podcast providers, uh, you can search for them and uh, listen in, have fun, learn, laugh with us. Peace, dudes. Here we are, breaking brains, building hearts. What's it's up? Been a while. It's been it's been too long, right? And we'll probably hit a little run here for a bit. It's the summer flow. Um, Jimmy, for those that are not on uh, audio, but on video, you got some lighting effect going on there. It's pretty smooth. I'm, uh, you know, I'm, I'm following some strong lead, some people that I respect, Chris, wow. trying to make it interesting. DJ style. <laughs> you got it at the touch of your fingers. Yeah. It's, you know, it's my mood lighting, man. Let people, let people know what kind of mood I'm in. Wow. Like the, like the mood ring. Dude, wow. it's, technology it's 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 like it shouldn't be so interesting but it is and as an old man with my kids i'm like watch this and they're like oh dad got led lights (laughs) (laughs) it's like no no love and respect so uh yeah man it's good to be back with you guys and uh, i know last time we kicked off a little fun series brett you're taking it away as we dive into the the seven mindsets of becoming a beautiful human no yeah I'm a champion <laughs> so so what's mindset number two yeah well it's it's fitting i don't think uh last time we talked you had the whole couch and pillows set up so yeah. this this time around we're going to talk about the relaxed mindset um it's actually it's actually one of my favorite ones of the seven um but people get it twisted like you know, it's not chilling on the couch like you are right now, although you can be. It's not about being lazy, but like a relaxed presence, like mm-hmm. not over anxious, nothing to prove, nothing to hide, not stressed or worried. But you can come into a, um, a space. Um, yeah, where you kind of just you just show up, cooperate with what's unfolding. You're not forcing anything. Um, and what I like to say in the sports world, like you surrender your skills to instincts. Uh, and that's where I think we play at our best. Um, so figuring out how to get in that relaxed mind state um, kind of puts you at your at your peak level performance. Um, Jimmy, what I, I, I'd come to you first because uh, it's probably newest and freshest for you to hear me talk about relaxed mindset and, and describe it. 
what resonates or what what comes to mind when you hear what it's like to to operate with a relaxed mindset? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's a good topic for me because based on doing the IFQ, the identity fear quotient, um, I know what my fear is, my identity fear is, and it, it revolves around performance. And you know, whenever I'm whenever I have to perform at something, especially something new, you know, if I've done it before um, over and over and I feel confident, um, no worries, but, uh, doing something new, trying something new. Um, yeah, I can get that kind of performance anxiety and it. And I, I only feel it one place right here in my chest. Right. So when I think about relaxing, I feel like I think about this idea of the concept that kind of I walk around with and my kids walk around with is this, and some of our close clients walk around with, with this idea of being the tree, right? And it was, the concept is really all about, you know, that, that the tree weathers storms, pestilence, all the things that come to it, it makes it through and, uh, and it does it effortlessly, right? It doesn't need to worry. It doesn't need to stress. The worry and stress doesn't improve uh, its chances. It's just, you know, just being who you are, right, um, improves your chances of success. So this idea of just being, not trying, not doing, really resonates with me. And then kind of just getting out of my head and into, so I love the idea of surrendering your skills to instinct. To me, that means get out of your head and just do what you do. You know, just perform get out of your head. Uh, and it goes back to that phrase first uttered by Plato, just do it. Uh, <laughs> you gotta give props to the Greeks, but uh, you know, that's about, those are the kind of things that go through my head. Now the challenge for me is making it part of my DNA because right now it's part of my DNA is feeling that pressure right here. And then I have to think about why it's there. And then I start doing the work um, to alleviate it. It's it's yeah. really interesting. Mm. Awesome, Chris. What's your reaction to that? Lots of things. One, <laughs> Kanye. Jimmy quotes Plato. I'm quoting Kanye, which shows you my vibe today. But he's like, act like you've been here before, you know. Uh, and and you know, it brings up this idea that like, oh, you're faking it, you know? No. You can train the mind to have that uh, for the video people. Ice in the veins uh, when you are in a new place. You know, the presence of something, what, what makes it important is its negation or absence. What the power of the relaxed mindset is the fact that you need it most when it's hardest to access. Mm -hmm. That's what makes it so powerful. And, um, right. I think we should also play a drinking game every time we all say identity, which is amazing. Uh, but yeah, when your identity is locked up in, you know, I feel like over the last year, I'm in more new territory than I've ever been in my life. So new dreams, ambitions, and structures are emerging today that came out of new thinking, new failures, new wrestlings six, nine months ago. But it comes down to this idea that, you know, as I relax, and I sit in the clarity of my right brain and my intuition, and I harness the intensity of my drive, ambition, and ego, 
ego meaning healthy fuel to get it done, not ego meaning insecure, crappy part that causes sociopathic leadership. When I'm in the healthy part of my intuition and my ego, hey, let's redefine ego. Maybe that, that's a whole other thing. But uh, that for me is like the sweet spot. And, um, you know, I know that I'm not in that spot, just like Jimmy knows it for his chest. For me, it's the face. So as a communicator in my 20s, when I felt like I lost control of the room in, in the sense of like, I'm, I, I'm, my point isn't powerful, my story isn't compelling, they're not at the edge of their seat listening, laughing, being engaged, I would feel stressed, my throat would lock up. But the more important thing is my cheeks would flush red. Um, and so over the years, that stopped happening. No matter what now, if things go wrong, even in live speaking, my, my cheeks don't flush red now. But I was with a person that I was doing some work with a couple of years ago, somebody actually Jimmy had told me about, and a uh, really profound person. We did a number of sessions before COVID hit, and she was an important part of that chapter. But she said this to me. Now, this is me sitting there smiling, being happy, relaxed mindset. You know, hey? And she goes, I feel like there's a lot of anger in your face. And I was like, wait, what? And, you know, that didn't just come out of nowhere because that's where it shows up for me. It shows up in the face. Um, you know, when I'm, when I'm not in that place of that overflow, that relaxed mindset. And it could be a forced smile or it could be, you know, whatever. Yeah. So, Two things are showing up for me that both of you all have hit on. One is like, where do you recognize that you're no longer relaxed? Like seeing the body's response to that. Um, uh, there's a song we were just talking about music before we started, but Need to Breathe. They, they got a line in their song where he goes, um, I try to remember it. He said, now I'm shaking in my bones. It's crazy how my body knows. He's talking about like feeling heartbreak and, and this anxiety and and it's like, it's crazy how our body knows it, feels it, and can express it. And like being able to notice where it shows up for you, huge, huge awareness piece. The second piece that, that's cool for me that both of you guys touch on is uh, being confident in new areas or coming in with, to new spaces or things you've never done before and being relaxed and, and being able to, to go for it. And it's resonating with me because as we're recording this, the Phoenix Suns are in the game one of the NBA finals and it's their first time in the playoffs in 10 years. And they made it all the way to the finals in their first, first run at it in this long. And so many people talk about confidence. Like you have to achieve something or accomplish it or, or reach a certain level of competence before you can ever be confident. And I've always pushed back against that idea. It's like, like who says, why can't you be confident the first time? Like, what if you only get one chance at it? And, and you can't be, you can't show up confidently and boldly and courageously to that moment. You've missed your only shot. And so, yeah, tapping into that relaxed mindset, like I'm going to show up confident, uh, relaxed, prepared, and give it everything I got, even though it's just my first try at it. Um, Cause this might be your only chance. So I'm glad both of you guys hit on that because that's been sticking with me recently. It's making me think about there's a book on trauma called The Body Keeps the Score. 
And mm. the idea being trauma is a ceiling to your ability to access this mindset. And so you might be in something that is triggering a response. So for me, the first time I spoke publicly, like at 21 years old, I felt like I came home. And there were a lot of reasons for that. That was a new experience that was nerve wracking. Adrenaline was still there, but I was learning to let the butterflies fly in formation. Now, I had tons of times where they didn't. I mean, I've epically failed speaking publicly in so many ways. Uh, oh my word, yeah. But, but if you're trying something new and it connects to that trauma, that, that ceiling's there. Now that ceiling doesn't have to stay there because you can do the work that gets beyond it. But I think for a lot of people, they're not recognizing how important a relaxed, and I, you said the word mind state. I don't even know if you said, meant to say that yeah. earlier. I was like, that's a, is that word used? That's a killer word, a mind state. It's a mindset. But that, that ceiling that's there to the relaxed mindset is, is one or two things. The circumstances we've been through or the lack of training we've done for our mind. And, and both of those tracks are important. And I think it tends to be that people that do any work on themselves focus on whichever one, you know, they focus on one, not, not both. That's amazing. Uh, Aaron, did you see the article, uh, Aaron Rodgers, um, his press conference leading up to the match this week? No. The golf match? Us. I'm sure you didn't read it, Chris, but that's why I asked you. <laughs> so you could see me up softball to myself. But he talked about how what he's been doing this off season is working on his mental health and his in his mental states. And he said this, and I'm so glad he said it because it's uh, it's the thing I've been trying to argue for for over a year now. He was like, it's not just because we're in depression or feeling anxiety that we need to work on our mental health. It's just part of being the best that we can possibly be and like bringing our best self every day is nurturing the mind. And it's like, you don't have to go through these intense bouts of depression to have to start working on your mental health. Like it's, it's just tapping into the best version of you that, that, that you can present to the world. And it starts in the mind. And uh, I'm so, I'm so glad he said that. Um, Sorry, Jimmy, I think you were going to say something. I didn't mean to interrupt you. But. No, I think it's I think that's profound. It's like it's just one of the things that we forget about, right? Um, we, we think about our diet. We think about exercise, all things designed to help improve the body. But as we know, as Chris mentioned, um, you know, this idea of dis-ease or the lack of being relaxed, the lack of having that relaxed mindset, having dis-ease, in the mind can also cause disease, right? In the body, uh, no question about it. Um, so I, I agree 100%. I think the thing, the thing that I resonate with a lot in, in this idea of having a relaxed mindset is that in addition to what Chris said, you know, the thing that I work on is just having a mindset that's present. Because if you think about what causes the stress in my chest, it's not because of where I am, where I am is fine. It's because of me thinking about some imagined future of me not performing the way that I think I should or want to, or want to be known for at some point in the future. So what's nice about what you're talking about, 
Brett, is this idea of understanding ourselves, right? We understand what those triggers are and that give us a sense of where we are right now. But then also thinking about the exercise, quote unquote, that we can do to bring us back to that, that um, ideal state, if you will. And so, you know, for me, and I think for a lot of folks, stress is caused by some imagined future. How do you, how do you get present? And how can you be in that relaxed state when present? Uh, and if you're present, you're not thinking about the list of things that you think you know, you're, you're actually operating with that intuition, right? The level of expertise and capability that you've built over the years. So, and in order to do that, you've got to have a certain amount of faith and trust in who you are. And so it's, so, so there's lots of things here that can be developed to put you in that, uh, in that steady state, that relaxed state, which is, it's just all really interesting to me. And it just, it speaks to, you know, we can do these shows and we can all listen to people on podcasts and read books and experience people when they're in that ideal state. <laughs> but we, but we also have to know that no matter who you are, if you're a human being, you are going to fall into those uh, states that aren't ideal and everybody goes through it. Uh, the challenge is how the challenge is for each of us to figure out how we can find our way back. You know that unique path that only we can walk to get to where we have to be. Mm-hmm. It's 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 a really interesting and intriguing challenge that we all have to face. And shows like this, conversations like this, are just bits and pieces of information that we can all process to see if there's any pearl that might apply to us. Because there isn't really a manual that we can all just follow. The uh, what's powerful for me about what you're saying is because there's no manual, there's only fleshed out negative extremes that cooperated with. And I love that we're talking about this idea of that we talk about be the tree. You know, I don't have to avoid the extreme of, or I don't have to live in the extreme of no stress at all costs, right? Which is trying to manage the circumstances of your life, which is going to make you very stressed because you can't control all the circumstances of your life. And and when you just try to keep yourself walled off from new things coming in that stress you out, you just get so angsty. And and then the other extreme, which is like, I want to grow. I got to put myself out there. I got to hustle harder. And 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 the the over-seeking of stress at that point Actually, I've seen this happen to so many people in their leadership, in their careers, in their businesses. You, you just follow a linear path because you're not relaxed. You never get those creative insights, those bursts, those right brain intuitive moments that you're making a nonlinear move. And so that sweet spot is the both end of like, I don't have to try to engineer my circumstances to keep stress from coming into my life. I don't have to seek unnecessary stress, but I welcome the things that come into my life is an opportunity to grow me and stretch me. And I pay attention to ambitions, desires, and visions within, and I take steps towards those. And that part is like, that's everything. That's the being the tree, right? You're cooperating with what's unfolding as you're seeking to make a vision happen. And this mindset of being relaxed with it, when I, when I don't have my identity on the line, you know, and what's cool is that we're talking about, you, you brought up the IFQ, they didn't your quotient. I've gotten so much insight into my current moments that could either make me 
unnecessarily seek more stress or try to avoid stress by understanding what opened up with the IFQ about knowing more about this identity of wanting to prove my uniqueness, right? And, and like, I'm going to make something harder than it has to be because I'm going to try to prove my uniqueness or I'm going to avoid putting myself out there and hide because I got to, you know, they're going to, they're going to think this is just like other stuff out there. And uh, the relaxed mindset is like, okay, what's coming through me? This can't not exist. Aaron Rodgers. He's the that. quarterback of the Packers. <laughs> <laughs> He's playing golf. Uh, He's playing golf. It is a confusing story. Your brain, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. The only reason I did know that was because, not probably the only reason, main reason, I, I listened to a Beat Holmes podcast with Aaron Rodgers. For like two hours on a super long six mile whatever mile run went. Yeah. <laughs> He's fascinating. a fascinating dude. Yeah. Yeah. Because he, tra- he he appreciates all the stuff we're talking about. He's trying to work on himself. Yeah. And he's playing against Tom Brady, right? So it's it's the arguably the best quarterback ever playing against the most accomplished quarterback ever. Oh. And Tom Brady's always already talking trash. So it's gonna be it'll be a lot of fun. Dude, somebody <laughs> should commentate for sports too. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. Mic drop line. Wow. So, uh, Jimmy, you said something that that hit me. The pressure you're feeling in that in your chest in those moments, from regrets of the past that you can't change, or it's from worries over the future that you have no control over, or what you said, Chris. I feel like in this moment, my identity is on the line. And uh, that's where we lose the relaxed mindset. Um, so another sports story for you, Chris. 2012 Eastern Conference Finals, NBA, uh, Miami Heat versus Boston Celtics. Uh, series is tied 2-2. Two to two, And the game five is in Miami. Um, and this is the LeBron James, Dwayne Wade, Chris Bosh, you know, big three super team era for the Miami Heat. Paul Pierce for the Boston Celtics, ball in his hands, game on the line, dribbles to the elbow, fadeaway shot in LeBron's face, makes it, wins game five. So now the series goes back to Boston for game six, and Boston's leading 3-2. And this is the second year of the big three in Miami, and they lost the first year. So they lose again, could be like dismantle the whole thing. And you remember, it was like, you know, how many championships are you going to win? Not one, not two, not three, not four. Like they had big, lofty goals. And it's all on the line here if they lose this game six in Boston. Well, LeBron tells the story that going into Boston, and Boston is a, you know, Jimmy, it's a, Brutal place to play. Like this is a, this is a any sport. Yeah, for sure. Sport. Like this is a mad sports town. Cause and they get like angry fans. Is that, Oh yeah. They are not welcoming to any visiting team. Gotcha. So like, and as soon as you get into the stadium, like when we would fly to, to arenas in different cities, they somehow they know like where you're staying. Cause there'd be a line of people outside your hotel. When you get in at two in the morning, so like, so this amazing. is the environment he's going into. <laughs> Crazy. Plus, game six on the line, everything. LeBron says going in as soon as he got to Boston, he said, "I felt nothing. 
He said, I felt nothing. From the time they landed in Boston through the end of the game, he's like, I felt nothing. I had no feel. I felt nothing. He ended up scoring like 45 points, 15 boards, five assists. They win the game, go back to Miami, win the series, go on winning the championship. But this idea, like the relaxed mindset, right? How do these guys perform so well under pressure moments? And the crazy thing is they don't feel the pressure. They don't feel pressure is a mental construct, right? It's believing who I am, my identity is on the line for this moment. Like this one moment carries the weight to crush me. And no one's going to perform well under that pressure. No one, not even the best. So the idea of the relaxed mindset, like, can you separate who you are from the moment? This moment doesn't carry the weight to crush me. I can show up fully present, fully engaged, cooperate with what's happening, let it unfold. Well, I think what's interesting, Brett, and I appreciate the story. It's a great story. However, there are other times before and after and since LeBron was in his head and didn't have his shit together, <laughs> which I think is just, again, another reality for anyone listening to think about. You can be at your highest level performance and never get back there again as a human being, right? So, so for, you know, don't beat yourself up when you're not there. And instead of kind of investing in those situations where you just find yourself there, high pressure performing at your best, don't take it for granted and don't think that it'll just happen next time. Or you can figure it, or you can spend a little bit of time and figure it out. Instead, invest in what was the process that got you there? What did you stumble across? Uh, and begin to tweak and understand and identify the things that you can do to get you in that, in that state. So you can position yourself next time to be in that ideal state. Um, you know, to me, that's where it's the system. It's the systematic approach that each of us has to figure out for ourselves where we can get that predictable, repeatable outcome. And I can, and I'm just saying this knowing, for example, in myself, I am the kind of person that loves to multitask. And I'm not saying I do it because I know it's productive. I just, I'm, I think it's because I'm easily distracted. So I, I have to know, I have to reduce distractions and consciously focus on that. The second thing I have to do is give myself plenty of time in advance of a quote unquote performance, not to prepare, but to, you know, to prepare my material or anything, but just to get my mind right. Right. Because if I go in rushed and I don't feel, and I feel like I'm being rushed, that just compounds for me the stress of being put into that moment. It's funny, Chris, I've always, I've often told you I perform best when I don't have notice that I'm going to be performing when I'm just put on the spot, because at that moment, I don't have time to <laughs> worry about it in advance or think about it in advance. And, um, and I'm just put on the spot and I can just be myself. So the best situations for me, I know, are the most extemporaneous. Put me on stage. Don't tell me why I'm there. And then open, make it open mic. Anybody can ask me anything. <laughs> That's ideal. 
Right? Mr. So your instincts. You're preparing, and then you're not too in your your head. And I just so I'm just doing, and not thinking. Yeah. 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 People people can hear that and be transformed by it. They need a system to not be too in their head. Know thyself. Too in their heart, too in their feeling, too in their gut, too in their intuition. We know people that have camped out in all three of those, but you need all three. You can't live in just one. And uh, awesome. Well, fortunately, we got to go. We got a meeting uh, for everybody that was here. Much love. Thank you, Brett, for leading us through these mindsets. We look forward to the next one. Peace.